Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking all things Club America in English and what has felt an eternity since we've talked about Las Islas de la America in regards to the men's side of things. Um, I know the ladies are playing right now their final. It's not looking like the best result, uh, but hey, we wish nothing but the best of luck to AJ, who is unfortunately suffering covering that game for us over on Twitter right now. Um, and today we're going to be talking everything in regards to Ligia and hopefully uh, the first hurdle into America's 14th title. And joining me to do all of that and much more, it is none other than my beloved co-host, Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I hope everyone's doing well. I even, Chris, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, it's the fav- our most favorite time of the year. I'm not talking about the holidays. I'm talking about Ligia. And um, this year, once again, we go in as favorites, hoping for a different result. In the previous years, I think we got a good shot. Um, but we'll we'll break down how America is and um how our opponents are coming into this one. I think it's very interesting to kind of analyze how they're coming in and their form that they're in right now, right? Um, but it should be a great matchup, and I'm hoping obviously for the for, for the best results on Wednesday. Absolutely, Wednesday is going to be pivotal to kind of kick things off on in the right direction. And uh, joining us as well, it is none other than the man himself. No one knows what he looks like to this day, Christian. But I'm sure one day. We might get a glimpse of him, but it is none other than Chris Rivera himself. Chris, how are you? You guys know how I look. Okay. <laughs> now nah, I'm good, man. No, <laughs> like, like always, we're going to talk about the weather, but it's finally cold over here after so many annoying no. months of heat. We're finally cold. And with that being said, I feel like I'm getting sick. So. <laughs> it's not really that good of a feeling, but because like I can never win. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I, I'm excited for the year. Like Chris said, is the time of the year where everyone gets excited about uh Ligia, not the holidays. You know, we're not kids anymore, so it's not like exciting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for Leon. I'm ready for whoever's ahead of us. Yeah. And um, interesting enough, right? We get to we get to go up against the team that lost their first game in the play-in, and now because they lost the game, they had a chance to win another game, and they did. And lo and behold, we get to play against them. It is absolutely the nuttiest thing I have ever seen in what is Liga I MX. Think on Twitter that the original eight or or is the eight that's going into the Gia? Uh-huh. Yeah, the original eight. There's no reason for that plan. Basically, like why why milk it is what I want to know. Like, what purpose do you get out of it to milk it? You know, I, I don't, just money money talk. I guess it does, and and I guess they hopefully they got boat boatloads of it. But um, well let's, let's let's talk, gentlemen. We haven't spoken in a while, in, in on here specifically in regards to America. I think last time we spoke, it was the Santos game that we previewed. Um, so it's been a minute. Um, I. I personally think America ended the tournament pretty strong. I know we had that draw against Tigres, but it felt like that was kind of those games where you're just like, ah, let's just wrap it up. Yeah. Kind of want to get home already type of thing. Um, but personally, I mean, you get to 40 points, you break that 40 point threshold, uh, sit top of the table with a vast lead on second place. I mean, ultimately you kind of think, yeah, pretty solid, Pretty solid tournament so far. Of course. I forgot when, what game it was where we hopped on here and we were questioning the team, questioning how they were playing, uh, questioning um, Jardines' tactics and kind of approach to the game. And I believe, I believe we all said that we would give him one or two more games to really get his act together or else it would be time to start talking about, you know, to see how to proceed with the rest of the season, right? Um, and lo and behold, I think we're literally right after that podcast, we did not look back we have been on an absolute care and absolute mission um to kind of 
prove to the whole league that we are the number one favorites to win this whole thing. And those are the things that I love to see is, and those are the type of comments where I love to be wrong about. Um, I think that he figured it out. Uh, I think even Chris was the one that said that um, you have to give him a little bit of time to kind of really get his style implemented, to get his ideas across to the whole thing. And I guess that's all it took was a couple of couple of draws here and there and hold the whole media react, uh, react the fans react, kind of get his act together. And lo and behold, we look, we look unstoppable for, for the majority of the season. Um, and it's it games like the Monterey game, it's games like uh, like the Santos game where we had to come back in the, in the back and forth to really identify who this team really is. Um, and it's something that I think I've seen in past teams. Uh, we, we just look very well versed from, from defense to all the way up top. Um, it's very hard to find a weak link, and I think it's going to be very hard for anyone to kind of come and beat us, especially over two legs. Um, so I'm extremely confident going into the season and the way we end it, I think it only makes us that much stronger. I think to pinpoint exactly when we kind of started having our doubts was probably the draw against Atlas at home. It was one, that one, one, it was that one, one part back in the podcast. And then, and then at, at that point we were all just ready to kind of throw the kitchen sink and which is crazy if you think about it, because then we criticized them even after he beat Nekaxa just because of the way we won. It, it was an ugly game. And we ended up winning that game 3-2. But at last, I mean, Nekaxa had scored like within the first like three, four minutes of that game. And then we had to come back. That. Yeah, <laughs> it was a game like, that. that yeah, that you were at. And so I think Christian, you even said it, you're like, I'm gonna give him until Leon. Right. And and then we draw against Leon at home. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Things got to turn. And I think that's when he was like, I get it. The fans demand more. He's like, just give me some more time. And literally, he went on a bender from that point on, just absolutely tearing it apart. I mean, win after win after win. With the exception of Toluca, which we all felt that was we should have won that a game. fairly, yeah, it was a fairly decent result for us, regardless of the fact that we only got a draw. But the way that we played, the way that things were looking, we thought, okay. And it was like a game. We had an abundance of games. And leading yeah. up to that Toluca game, which I thought we were all like, okay, no one, uh, you know, I, there was a, a couple injuries in that game. I, if I'm not mistaken, Malagón got injured that game in, against Toluca. Um, so we were just kind of content to walk away with that point. And like he went on a bender, and you're right, he ended the tournament on a pretty solid form. I mean, it's it's really crazy. You look at the numbers, Chris, and you finish off as strong as possible with a seven point difference between Monterrey, which is the second, uh, second place team. You only, you only lost one game. Uh, I mean, best offense, and, best defense in the league as well. And the only loss was our week one. It was when one. everyone was in Copa Oro. And, no, and it was yeah, the international game too, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. yeah, literally very impressive, you know, and, I guess everyone's kind of was left upset because we didn't break the record, right? In the last two years, and everyone believed that we should have been able to. But like he said, all those records mean nothing if we don't become champions. Of course. I don't know about you guys, but his press conference are perfect. Everything you want to hear from a coach, it doesn't sound like he's just here to get paid. It doesn't sound like, like, oh, I need this, this, and this to like achieve stuff. You know, because you hear it from some coaches that like, uh, I need a right winger. These are not the guys that I want. Or I, this goalkeeper doesn't play with his feet. Or you know, like you always hear coaches complain about something, especially yeah. when it's it's a it's a roster that's not there. And he's like, for me, the issue with with the the team was playing early on was was uh, he came in with no preseason, right? And then you see that he wanted because I remember our right winger, uh, yeah. And then has will play in and wouldn't play wide. Leo Suarez would play in. Remember, Leo Suarez was an attacking midfielder when Chris came in, right? Uh, yeah. So it's like they weren't understanding things. And I feel like once some of these preseason games came in, he start people started the, the players started understanding him and he started understanding where they came from. And let's let's also talk about it. Igor came in and impacted that defense a lot. We were getting scored on almost every game, right? At least it felt like it. And no, yeah, came I think in. You're right. Yeah. And Ramon Juarez, too, you know, even though 
for whatever reason, he lost his spot, and I don't agree with it. Maybe we'll touch, we'll touch on that for a bit. But them two just came in, they started playing, and they changed the defense. Mm-hmm. So it's also because of those type of changes. And you know, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm going into this this league super confident because I think I've passed the league. Yes, you get overly confident, and it's always something. But at the same time, I don't think there's any team superior than us either. You know, I think we need to be level-headed. Like, the team needs to go and just fight. Never think they're better than anyone. Just just fight, treat everyone, you know, the same. And I think that's how we're going to end up lifting the 14 and then the season. Well, hopefully you're right in that sense because that would be lovely to be able to cap off the year with a title, and very deservingly so, too. And if that does happen and that we'll come back and we'll sit and we'll have a real real discussion about Harine and the impact that you have in such a short span is ridiculous um again this is a very talented team this is a team that has been through a lot of Ligia upsets within the past two years right the, the core of these players are the same that have gone through the trials and tribulations of Ligia's in the past so I think I think they definitely have a chip on their shoulder and they, they want to find a way to get over that hurdle, that hump, which, Chris, we've mentioned it time and time again, is the semifinals. But in order to get there, you need to get through the first step and that is focusing on the rival that's coming up on Wednesday. And I, like we said, we can all agree that the season was a good one, but I, we all agree at the same time that none of that matters at the end of the day if you're not lifting that trophy. So... Now we look into this league yeah, and we think, okay, let's get, let's showcase why we are the heavy favorites, right? And the numbers can say one thing and table positions can say another, but at the end of the day, lifting that trophy is the most important part. And so I think we got a pretty interesting opponent here. And really anyone who we were going to get was always going to have a history of complicating us in the year, whether it was going to be Santos, whether it was going to be uh, Leon. And I think that we can, rewrite history in this sense and if we get past that hurdle of Leon, which I think we're more than capable of doing so we can finally break these curses so on so that we have or that we feel we have in certain situations against certain teams and I think this season is a perfect example because how many times did we say oh we're going to the Monterrey Stadium we're not going to win, we haven't won right. right, in like so many years and what do we do, we go out there we completely wreck them same in their own Pachuca. home stadium. Same exactly. Pachuca, right? 4-0. Mm-hmm. We beat them 4-0. Uh... So it's like these things that are finally going our way, so to say, that I think you put in front of you a Leon, and now you're thinking, okay, time to break another one of these quote-unquote curses that we have with these teams in the year and try to kind of get past that hurdle and look forward. Um, but first things first, like I mentioned, you have to stay level headed. Like Chris mentioned, you have to do the right things. The fundamentals that got you to where you are today need to be much more important in these matches. So first leg is going to be Wednesday at the Estadio camp now in, uh, in Leon, Guanajuato. That game's going to be at, uh, I'm, I'm not mistaken. It's going to be at 5 PM Pacific standard. Eight for you, right, Chris? Yes. I mean, Christian? Yes, correct. Okay, so that game's going to be the early one. And I think uh, the second leg Saturday is going to be at the Azteca at the same time. Yes. So 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in general, for the both of you, quick question. How do you guys feel knowing that we got Leon? Uh, just... Um, right off the bat, obviously, like you said, Leon's one of those teams that kind of always seem to give us problems for whatever reason. Um, it seems like this year, um, there, it's no different. It's kind of interesting, just whoever we were going to get, they were going to come in with two games under, under their belt. Um, two in high intense games. Now, they either could work as, as a pro or as a con. On the con side, is because you, you've already played two games that are very, very stressing, very over-exhausting, right? And you did it in the span of short days. Now you got to do it again. Um, so that'd be like four, four intense games in like in, the, in about a week. Um, so that, that, that can, that can genuinely mentally and physically. So I'm hoping for a little bit of that on Wednesday. Um, but the pro is obviously that you're already in the gear mode. Like you, you came out of the break, 
You're already in the gear mode. You're already up and running. So you're ready for whatever comes at you. Us, on the other hand, um, we, we were coming back from a 17-day break or a 15-day break, something around, around those, those timelines. Um, yeah, it was about three weeks, we almost not, a month. Yeah, we have not seen a competitive match for that long. Um, it served us in the fact that we got back players, but also haven't had time to kind of, I guess, get into that playoff mode. And I'm, I'm, what I'm worried about is us starting off wrong on the, on, on the, on the wrong foot on Wednesday and maybe Leon capitalizing in one of these. Um, cause all it takes is one or two goals in the first, like, and you know, it's, you're, you're uh, most likely can end the series right then and there. Um, so I really hope that we don't come out flat footed because we tend to do that a lot. Um, so it's just about kind of getting into the mode as, as soon as possible and taking advantage whenever we could, because if we walk away with at least a draw or win in the first leg, I think we should be looking pretty good. I, I like it. I like it. Chris. Your thoughts? So the first thing that comes into my mind is Leon's last two games, which was in this play-in, right? The way I see it is it's a very complicated team that has momentum. That's the first thing, right? They have momentum because they play these two games, and they're both intense. But at the same time, I'm looking at this Leon team that scored, got scored on five, five times, right, in these last two games. Yeah. So for me, the way I look at it is, okay, we're also one of the best offenses in the league, and you're getting Teo Valdez back, who is playing in this preseason game. Uh, Quinones, who went with the national team, didn't play that much, but still got some playing time. And Henry as well, who, in my opinion, needed some 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 game in him because he was out for, what, a month and a half around there? Malagón yeah, he was out played, for some change. You know, Malagón plays too. I know I complain about a lot about the international break and how how uh, they always come out, come back injured and stuff. But at the same time, the way I look at it is, is if they're going to go, at least get some playing time to keep this momentum. So from that perspective, and I'm just talking about the Mexican players, right? I think Senderas probably, he doesn't play with the U.S., but he does rest, which I think that's important from that perspective. Gasset is right now with Uruguay is amazing, and I do expect him to start. And then everyone else, I think they needed this rest. I think they needed, because I don't know if you guys pay attention to the social media, but they've been together this whole time. You know, it's not like they left to other uh, countries or partying or with their family. No, they were all concentrating in the same hotel this whole time. And to me, I think that's the right approach. I think what you need is to be around these players. You know, you, you see uh, Layun screaming with Kevin and Igor, and they're watching the game, and they're they're focusing on what on the on the on the things that they got to do to you know whether it was leon or san luis or whoever so for me i think this is a game stylistically if it opens up it's going to be good for us but like christian said they can't be the one that hit us first they can't be the one at home scoring two goals because then we go to that second and it becomes a very sluggish ugly game and even though we got the history to, to do good in those type of games, we also have the history of not doing so great in these type of uh, comeback kids type situation, right? So for me, I think we need, a, we need to just play very solid. Like you said, fundamentals, just be very well-balanced. And at home, you know, close it out if you don't close it out at, at Leon. I think that was perfectly well put. And I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I agree that there is some very good things that happen in the break. Uh, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned the fact that they were all together. They were all, uh, you know, kind of put together. And in, 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 I, I think that was a smart decision to make from the coaching staff because, yeah, you, you probably weren't going to get the best friendlies. So I think what America did was smart. They're like, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go in like a preseason type of thing where we're going to go and we're going to train in this high altitude. We're going to get you guys tip top shape. We're going to do a lot of physical, you know, uh, drills and make sure that you guys are up to date in, in, in the physical department as well. So there's kind of no sense of lacking off or any sense of laziness when they do return back on the pitch. And I think it showcased in, in, in that friendly that we had in Guapa. I mean, yeah, it's six, two against, I didn't even, 
remember the name of the team. What was it? Salamanca, Salamanca or something like that? Salamanca, yeah. Yeah, Salamanca. And it's okay. I mean, really, it, it's... I remember the times where we would be off. There's this Ligia break and we would be playing against Atlante and we'd be drawing 1-1 or 0-0 against, you know, sides that you think you should be washing, you know, out of the water. But that wasn't the case. Uh, but this one, it's 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 different, and it's good to see the likes of Diego Valdez back in action. Um, it's it's good to see that Cardine is trying, implementing things, experimenting. So, it it definitely will be interesting, and and I do want to see how this team kicks off from the get go. Because Christian mentioned it, Chris mentioned it as well, and I'll rebuttal it. You need to start off strong, and you cannot cannot be chasing this game. The minute you do so, you just creating a mountain to climb on and like Chris mentioned in recent years we've always failed when it has to you know uh, overcoming that mountain hurdle so let's let's hope for a much much more better game and Christian what would your predicting start 11 be for Wednesday because it's going to be an interesting one I believe we have a full healthy squad with the exception of just Brian Rodriguez and well, oh yeah, well, I kind of forgot he was even playing with us anymore. So he's all part of the team. So I feel like I have to include him. <laughs> yeah, so. no, yeah, it, it's it's our due, due diligence that we need to include him. But yeah, I mean, practically the most healthiest squad we probably have had this whole right. season with only two players out. So I'm curious to hear what your starting eleven would be for Wednesday. Like you said, it's an interesting because I think this is the first time we 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 were getting Diego Valdez, Henry Martin, and Julian Quinones all together in an informed kind of scenario. Um, and I, I correct me wrong, but I don't think them three have played together this season. No. They have not. No, Henry, Henry was, was a... They were about to play in that uh, East Cup game. Henry got hurt. Henry got hurt, right. Okay, okay. Say, sorry. So this is interesting um, because now you, you're going to have to... You're going to have to try to fit this. Um, do you take the chance and play them three for the first time ever in the Gia game? Against a Leon team with two games under their belt, or you can't just go with what you know you've what's been working, um, or maybe try to drop some. It's gonna be interesting. I think that he'll go this route. He'll probably go Malagon in net, um, Kevin Alvarez, Igor, Sebastian Cáceres, and Luis Fuentes in the defense, um, Jonah and Fidalgo with Diego Valdez in the midfield. On the right-hand side, he'll go Zendejas. On the left-hand side, he'll go Cabecita. And up top, he'll go with him. Quinones sees the bench. Interesting. I don't think starts this game. Right. And I, I mean, I'm okay with that, but I don't know together, if a lot of people would think, be. I don't think he starts. I mean, he could be a great impact, so don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, you could find a way to balance it out in the second half. I think that left hand side is where we see the the the, the chain. Either if does he if he does start, it would be Julian, Henry, and Zendejas, or it would Cabecita. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like Cabecitas has been in a good form. He's been scoring goals. Goodish form, yeah. Yeah, goodish. It's it's not right. his best, but yeah. it's it's the only left uh, person that we have on that side. I mean, Quinones right. can't play there, but I think that he just naturally wants to drift you know, to the middle and, and, and be that second striker in a sense. I don't think, but, he, benches, I don't think he benches um Diego Valdez. I think if he's ready, I think if he's playing already, he has to be in 100% form, right? So I think he has to start this game. Um, But I also could see that surprise too. Maybe he doesn't think that he's at 100%. And then he starts Henry and Quinones. Um, with a 4-4-2 type of thing? Or just... Has he rushed anybody? No. Has he rushed anybody? Because I know Tano and Solari had a habit of just rushing everybody back. But and I think Diojo did too. Diego Valdez, though, because it seems like he's he's back. Like he's he's ready. To yeah, play. I I I think I think they could have maybe potentially even seen him on the bench against Tigres, against but they Tigres. decided yeah. not to. Right, exactly. And so. so I I think they've taken a lot of time with Diego Valdez, right. and rightfully so, because I I think we can all agree he can be, maybe would be the best player of the tournament for us if he would have stayed fit for the entirety of the season. Right. I mean, the man's on form. We've never seen him. You can see that about Henry. You can see that about Quinones, too. We're being honest. I don't know about Quinones, but... (laughs) 
Henry, yeah, you can make that argument. And it's interesting. I mean, Henry's game has become much more different than what we knew it from last season, from being the top goal scorer to now being kind of the player that they play off of is okay with not being on the score sheet and assists. It finds creative passes, finds creative ways to open up space. I, I think he's a very, very well-rounded striker, right. um, which we're going to definitely need come, come Here, Wednesday. Here's an interesting question. You know how they always say it's a good problem to have when you have so many talented players like for your offense? Mm-hmm. But in this case, when you know that these two games could, be, could potentially be the last two games of your season if you get it wrong, does it become that much of more of a headache to see to hope that you don't choose wrong, especially in this first leg. Because what what, what if you do go to what if you do decide to go that Henry Inyonis route and leave Diego on the bench? And now let's let's just say that we lose the first game, and the the choice was to kind of put Diego in from the start. You know what that reminds me of? I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember the year that Cholos became champion. I think mm-hmm. it was like 2012. Uh, in in the semifinals, which is funny because. Our history in semis, right? We played against Toluca. I don't know if you guys remember this, but they started Montenegro as a as a false nine because the theory was that he couldn't play next to Chucho, and and he had an amazing first half, and I think we were like close to just like beating Toluca, so they put in Chucho in the second half, and it went, you know, like he disappeared off of that, right? And then that was his last season with us, and I bring that up because. We don't know what a, a Henry and a Quinones and a Valdez looks like, you know? So what if you do start them, right? On paper, it sounds good, and then you play them, and it's like... Right, and then it just doesn't work out. And there's no chemistry to point it like, you know? But ultimately, ultimately, I think that would be the fact of why they don't work out is because for that simple reason that they haven't had time to play with each other. And, and it really... I guess that's from the, the, the good perspective is well, you have other players that are, are in the same level of talent, right? Like, I think we do get very disrespectful when we talk about Cabecita because sometimes it's like, oh, Quinones, well, Cabecita been here and he's been putting up both as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, Diego Valdez has been here. Uh, Henry's been here. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the right side, we kind of get disrespectful because Sendeja's scores. Leo Suarez scores. Leo says, like, we have the death, you know? And I know, I get what you're saying, like, like, what if you messed up? But, I mean, if you don't win, you're always going to have those arguments, no matter sure. what, right? But you're I guess, it's, like, I guess it's the problem of you have them for the first time. And the obvious, obvious, obvious thinking would be, why not put them all together? But it's like, they haven't played together. They don't, they don't know what it's like to play with each other. And you also have something that's been working without Diego Valdez. So kind of forcing him into the lineup sort of say, could kind of contradict everything that he's kind of playing towards you, just because he wants to satisfy the fan base of playing their top three stars together. But, I don't think he goes that route. Um, but then again, I'm, I'm not the one in charge. I'll say this much. If America's capable of doing and getting the right result in Leon, maybe even a good result, a comfortable result, like, I'm not saying like 3-4-0, maybe like a two goal margin where you where you go and you know that you have some wiggle room then i can definitely see it happen at the azteca diego valdez quinones and henry right because you use that game as an example of okay i'm gonna put you guys out there i'm gonna make you guys work your thing do your magic score plenty of goals and boom we'll punch our ticket into the next round but knowing that if if and when it doesn't work then he has the backing of like okay i give you guys at least 45 minutes with not much risking, now we can just kind of level out and take care of the game and write it through in the second half. I think that we see them together in the first, like, in, like, in the second. If it's not already now, by start, I think we see them together. Now, let me ask you guys, because I've seen it on, on Twitter, someone threw throughout the idea, and we've seen this formation throughout the season. But what did they do a diamond for me? I know we haven't seen it in a good minute. We've seen the four three three right? But what if his vision is for this Quinones Valdez Henry uh, lineup is a is a diamond formation where you have Quinones and Henry as your two nines, 
Valdez behind them. And instead of having a, your, your Sendejas, right, you have your Richard and Fidalgo and John in the midfield. What is your guys' reaction? I, I honestly think that that would be a huge mistake because I, you're going up against a Leon side that's going to be pushing wide spaces. And if you don't have any wingers to cover up those areas, then, yeah, you can win the midfield as much as you want. But the minute they start moving wide, you're going to leave gaps and spaces that I don't think were necessarily coped to handle. And as much liberty as you can give Diego Valdez, you can't really do that with your other three midfielders in the diamond formation. So, I mean, I can see Kevin Alvarez going up and down, no problem, but it's Luis Fuentes who I'm worried about and that I know that they're already thinking that's where we're going to have to exploit America. And giving them, giving him all of that space to track and run back and all that stuff, I, I think that would not be the smartest move to make. And even if it means not starting the trio of Quinones, Henry, and Diego Valdez, I think at this point you have to be smarter. Honestly, not, not that we're talking more and more about it, I feel like maybe starting Diego might be the mistake. It's been working without him so far. Why not just continue until maybe the second half? But I think it's worked with him even more. Well, that's true. Yeah, see, but that's the thing I keep coming back to. And that's, that's the thing yeah. I kept coming back to when I was trying to make this, this predictive lineup is he arguably, like you said, arguably was our best player before he went down. Um, he was in great form and he was, he was doing amazing. It's just that it's been a month already since he's played and we, we've gone out to explore different options. We've gone out to, to see what works without him. And, and the game is so crucial, like you said, they could literally make or make or break your season. Um, I I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like a good problem to have. But then again, it does because if it doesn't work, you always just switch it at halftime. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I, I'm definitely gonna look for your reactions when when the uh, eleven does come out. Um, and see and see what happens. Or maybe it is a curveball, and maybe something that does throw what Chris is proposing the three in the middle with three cards, uh, John and Fidalgo. Um, without that, that to me would be a shock, but it's the gear, right? Like, but what if he puts Chava Reyes there? You know, that's where it becomes one of those things because he has been switching them, and maybe yeah. he looks at Chava, you know, that I guy think the only reason we saw more of Chava just of rotation purposes, though, no? yeah, yeah, I think it was only that, but and because it's that bad, but I don't think it's warranted. Uh, the gear starting spot, if mm-hmm. you ask, me. yeah. Same. I, I now, what if you see Quinones at the as at the attacking midfield, which is possible, right? Because, like I said, right, yeah, we don't talk said. about Cabecita that much. It is possible that he plays behind them, and maybe even more after what Jimmy Lozano said, right? That he views them more as an attacking midfield. And we already know how this works. If the national team says you, you're a duck, the club is going to say quack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that were to happen. Yeah, no, of course. Like I said, too, like I wouldn't be surprised also if he decides to just bench Inya Valdez and just play Cabecita with Henry and Sendeja with Inyon behind Henry. That, 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 that could also yeah, happen, too. Um, I guess it's either or. Either you, you, bench, you bench Julian or you bench Henry or, or Diego. But I don't think they start together. Um, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. see it either. I don't see it. It's going to be interesting. I mean, regardless of who starts. Yeah, like I think that's what Christian said. In the second half, we might see them all together. I think we'll we'll see them three together, just not at the start. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But regardless of it all, I I think... Go, go, Chris, go. I was going to say, worst case scenario also, if you force it in the second leg while we're down, you know? Because then as you're forcing... I I think at that point, you kind of have to. But even if... But it's like... You have to, but it's still a question mark. So it becomes one of those like you're forcing something that they don't have the chemistry. They, they do, in a sense, they do because they, it's not like they haven't played with each other, but it hasn't right. been all three together. So it becomes one of those things where it's like you force it and doesn't plan out. Well, why you force it? They need more time. This becomes an ugly situation. So I guess it also becomes well, how does Cavita look? In- Right, or how does exactly. Sendejas look? This is why, this is why there's I, a lot of I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, like, hopefully, where we're just so good that it doesn't even matter who we throw out, over there, you know, because it is it is a headache. And 
we're not seeing the practices or so. But no, hopefully all is good. Well, uh, look at us over here. Woe is us because we don't know which one of our many talented strikers we're going to put up on the board for Wednesday. I mean, really, it's it's crazy, but it's the situation that we find ourselves in. But look, regardless of who starts and who's playing out there, what is the secret to making sure that you not ultimately get a favorable result against Leon in Leon? How do you go to their stadium and make sure you walk out with a victory in a sense, Christian? to play the way you were playing all season long. That's no matter where you are, whether it's the Azteca or away from the Azteca, you have to go in there and impose that you are the better team from, from right off the bat. You do that with just the great possession of the midfield that we have. I think that Don like have been amazing all season long. Um, you had to continue that form distributing play. And like you said, though, whether it's Quinones or Diego Valdez, they have to be the ones to, to, to come up with the ideas to propose um, to propose the, the attack threats to make the other team sweat, make them on their heels, um, not not the other way around. I think it starts with just, you know, us controlling the tempo, uh, especially in the first 20, 25 minutes. That's where we're going to see what this team's really made up and if they are in playoff mode. Um, if you see Leon all over us in the first 25, I, I think, I think we, we have a problem and and we, we need to wake up like sooner rather than later. But you go in there and you just play like you're playing all season long. Like nothing, nothing is different. It's just that the stakes are a little bit much higher now, um, but you know you're the better team. From from goalie to, to the last bench player, you know you're the better team. You just got to go over there and just play like you are. Agreed. I, I think you have to stamp that authority and say, you know what? I'm here to win. I'm not here to get a favorable result that could be a draw or something. No, you're here to win it, and you're here to impose yourself, and you're here to make a statement, not just to Leon, but I think to the rest of the league that Look, there's a reason why we are the favorites. So it should be interesting. Chris, how are we going to stop uh, Leon's amazing goal scorer with this Federico Vigna kid? I don't know if you've heard of him. What do you mean? That's my favorite player. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like, trolling aside, Gossett is against him. Doesn't worry. I, I think, I don't know, bro. Like, I mean, we, we talk about Gasset is doing better, right? Like I saw a debate on on my timeline where you were saying, "Oh, Ramon should start." And they're saying, "Why should he start if Gasset has more zeros, like more uh, clean sheets than Ramon this season with I think less games." I, think. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure if there was less games, but I don't know. I, I think you just got to be on him the whole time. I think you got to stop. From I think like like you brought it up earlier, Luis Fuentes is gonna be the 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 weak link in in this in this game, and they're gonna have gonna have to help him out because I think you can't let Vinas create, you can't let him win the midfield, you can't win uh, the the midfield. Uh, they're his midfielders win, you know. You can't let the the wingers win. You just have to like be on him. Maybe have Igor on him the whole game, you know, because it becomes a very ugly situation. Because like I'll give him props, he, he is very explosive, right? very good and not even that he's assisting I don't know if you guys saw that pass he had against I think it was Santos or San Luis but he's very like in form right now but it, it shouldn't matter to us I think we need to lock him down have someone on him and make sure that no one's able to create them and if they do make it uncomfortable don't foul him or anything but make everything uncomfortable yeah, I mean, look, some of these players know exactly who they're going up against in, in Federico Vinas. They've played with him. They've practiced with him. They understand. He scored on I mean, yes. the season. Yeah. I mean, he did. But it's a different game, I think, at that point. And, and again, going back to that situation where America was very flimsy in the defensive side of things. Things weren't really panning out how we wanted them to. And then from day and night, America looked like a way different team after that. So I think that there was stuff that was corrected. And I think that there is stuff that's, you know, I, I there's still stuff that we need to progress in. But for the most part, you mentioned it from head to toe. It looks like we've got ourselves a very well-oiled machine here. And it's playing like a well-oiled machine that's going to get us to the promised land. And so, like I mentioned, the fundamentals is important. And whoever does have the task of making sure that they guard Vinas, um, that they do it so effectively. But most importantly, cut off uh, his lifeline, which is 
any and all passes that he can potentially get from either his wingers or the midfield. And I think that's what you mentioned. And Jonah is going to be crucial, detrimental to this team. Everything that he wins and stops in that midfield is going to be just a lifeline for America. And whatever we can produce up top is going to be at our own doing. So it will be important to make sure that we stop them in their tracks. And like I mentioned, winning the midfield battle is always going to be key. But knowing how to and when to, you know, attack and push back and fall, it's going to be important. Managing this game is important. Um, so let's 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 absolutely see what happens, you know, and, and, and we should and also highlight that that they won't have Fidel Ambrí because he got a red card, at least from what I'm reading, and they won't mm-hmm. have their center back Romero too. He's a center back, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. The one that got kicked in the head. Yeah, hmm. he he won't be there either. I think he's, he won't be playing that game, but he might play the second leg. Mm-hmm. So we got to take advantage of that, you know. But I, I think. That's two key players. And I was looking right now at their schedule and I forgot completely. they they have World Cup of Clubs, you know, coming up. So maybe they might be thinking ahead too of because of that. And I think we of whatever it is, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they are, but it's something that we need to take advantage of regardless. Of I'll go wait you know, to tire them out. Tire yeah, them exactly. out. You know, I'm not hurt them, but tire them out to the point where they're just like Man, we have so and so games left. Maybe I want to step back a bit, you know. And for us, it's it's now or never. That's got that first goal, I think. That's so we have super, we have to take advantage of that. Detrimental to win. That Make sure you're on the goal, board first. It's gonna it's gonna set us up for for a lot of good things. Um, so yeah, we need to get maybe even potentially in the first half. That would be nice. Yeah. First minute. I mean, anything and everything First that could minute. be the best scenario. <laughs> like everything. No, but yeah, no, really. It's it, people. Let's just try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mentioned. It, it's managing the game properly and knowing that it's important that you get on the on the scoreboard first, mm-hmm. frustrate them, tire them out. There's a reason why you went to go train in the center altitude, el centro altitude de rendimiento, right? Because you guys wanted these players to be in tip top shape. Yeah. So. Go out there, run them down, and and hopefully, like you mentioned, that fatigue of playing these, you know, very explosive back-to-back games showcases yeah, in the first Make it even worse now because now you're chasing a lead. That, yeah. That makes it even more draining. So. Yeah, you want them to be the one climbing the mountain, not the other way around. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, again, make sure you guys stay tuned on our social media, Twitter. Make sure you follow us at EY Podcast. We'll bring you guys up to date with everything going on. Initial reactions whenever we do end up getting uh, the starting 11 confirmation. Um, and then, of course, whatever happens there, you move on into the second leg at the Estadio Azteca. I think regardless of what that result is in, in the Cap no, you try to finish this series in the strongest fashion possible. 1,000. At the Azteca, so you don't get lazy for whatever reason. You could be up six zero in that first leg, coming to the Azteca, and and yeah, but you you want to continuously push this team because the minute you get lazy, you think I ah, were already through into the semifinal. But then that kind of just it backfires, and so it it you just have to finish strong, regardless of what happened the first thing. Finish strong. Yep. So, and I think we're all in agreement in that sense. All right, gentlemen, give me uh, give me your player to watch for this series. Not just game, but this series. Who has to have a big two games for America in this game, uh, in these two games against Leon? Um, I think we gotta look to our 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 goal scorer, uh number number Henry Martin, number twenty-one. Oh my god, I thought we just scored. I'm sorry. I was watching the game that we just scored. Yeah, no, same. I I'm, I'm looking uh, at it right damn. now. Throw it over the bar. I'm sorry. Um, no, Henry Martin. Henry Martin has to be the one to, to get us over this hump. He has to be the one to get us to the fourth. Um, he has to show up. Plain and simple. He has to show up. He hasn't in the past few seasons in the year. Um, now is the time to do it. With everything in your favor, this is the best time to do it. And I'm looking at him to kind of you know, bag, bag one or two in this series and get us to, to, to that semifinal. I like it. Chris? For this game or for the year? Series. 
for this series against okay. Leon? For this series, I have to go Casares. I think a lot of people are very iffy about Casares starting. And like I said, we already know how good he's doing with Uruguay, but if it doesn't translate to club, cares, right? Yeah. I think a lot of us are kind of like, he shouldn't start to be Ramon Juarez. He don't turn this right here. He, he just out of in this Canterano, you see him. He's like, you're not going to question him, like fighting for the club. With Casares, it's just too much errors in the past, and he's never really shown out. So for me, it has to be Casares. I think he needs to go. He doesn't have to score, but he needs to be the reason why Vinas is not existing. When we're talking about the whole Liga, I do agree with Christian. I think it's Henry Martin. And it's not just him. I think it's equal. It's everyone. It, 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 we're just going to be obvious with everyone. But when it comes yeah. to yeah. your past, right? Your past, it has to be Henry Martin. It has to be Vidal. Because we're judging you off your past. We're judging you for not showing up. And we're judging you for making errors, right? So in that sense, those two have to be the best they've ever been. And they to be a reason, the reason why, why we win this uh, tournament. And I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I, I, I think that you named two players that haven't had the best of showcasing with, uh, with America in the guias, right? Casares has cost us time and time again with his mistakes. Maybe not necessarily in the guias, but in big high-risk games. And Henry has has a tendency of, you know, not dying down. Yeah. Close. Yeah, dying down in a bit. So yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um my player I think is gonna have to be hmm. You know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Jonathan Santos. Like I mentioned, I, I mentioned him earlier. I think he's detrimental to this midfield and that line of defense between him and the midfield is just super crucial, super important. And I, I need him to continuously just prove all the naysayers that he's getting older. He doesn't deserve to be in the starting 11, although he shut them up this season, but continue to do that. And, you know, is there a showcase what Henry he is. Henry's the captain. Um, Henry's the captain. Then it's Diego Valdez. Then oh. it's Miguel Ayun, and then it's Jonah. Because <laughs> I know he was captain a couple for a couple games. Yeah. But now it makes sense why. I was gonna say as a captain, then I agree. But he is he is a veteran way. player. He's a veteran yeah. player that that uh, that I know for a fact will have a voice in that locker room. And so yeah. I you know I need him to be as vocal as possible and and, and say you know what is what it is. But all right, gentlemen. Give me your prediction for Wednesday's match. What are we going with, Christian? I'm going 2-1 America. Okay, Chris? Ah, man. I want to say 1-0 for us, but something tells me we're going to be 1-1. So I'm going to go with 1-1. Okay. We're going to go with a tie. I I agree with you, Christian. I see a a 2-1 for us. Which would be very favorable. Um, Not the most ideal result. But still, it, it's it's manageable. I need to go from there. Um. How does it work? <laughs> yeah, because it seems like they change every every single season. So if, if it's drawn in the in the global afterwards, is it higher position goes through? Higher position goes through. There's no such thing as an away goal anymore. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Oh, the <laughs> yeah hey whatever change whatever rules we gotta change we'll make it work um yeah I, I i just hope that we get a good result come wednesday and then we manage it um on saturday just for just for shits and giggles give me your guys' prediction for saturday's results i mean it's impossible to say and it's possible every year we it's it's a lot more difficult difficult to kind of predict these things but if if your result stands and you walk into the study sticker come Saturday, what do you think the result is? 3-1. All right. That's a lot of goals. Chris? I was going to say 3-0, but yeah, 3-1. I'll go with 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Hey, there's something wow. magic about the Azteca. If it's not horror for us, it's a very wonderful night for us. Yeah. So, I'm just basing I'm it, I'm just banking night. on the, the trio of Julian, Diego, and Henry just to work automatically and bank two goals in. That's what I'm, that's what I'm banking off of the, for, that sec- for that Saturday result. Um, I mean, I hope happy either way, right? No matter what the result is. Yeah, hopefully. And my Saturday result will be 4-2. That's a lot of goals. You said that was a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was more. <laughs> I had a one of them in this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's it's that time of the year, like you guys mentioned, right? It's 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 nerve wracking season. Um, maybe not so much right now because I think we all feel that this team is more than capable of getting through into the next round, and and then it's once you get past that, then you know. Then we'll start seeing what happens, but yeah, we'll just take it one game at a time. That's all you can really do, and yes. we'll see what one happens. Half at you a time. Know? Exactly. One half at a time, yes, exactly. Because there's four halves in this. Let's get through all four. Yeah, and and hopefully sound, no injuries, and just mm-hmm. everyone on form. Yeah. So let's let's like I said, hope for the best, and hope that every player is shooting at a thousand percent here. So. But all right. Um, all right, gentlemen, I think that's where we'll wrap it up here. Won't uh, won't drag it out any more longer. See now it is Ligia. So hopefully you guys are feeling good, feeling confident, feeling ready to go. And uh, Wednesday will be the first of hopefully uh, many more games to come to hopefully end the year with a title in hand and a friendly against Barcelona. So we'll see what happens there. But all right, gentlemen, uh, anything else to add on before we wrap it up here? Just for shits and giggles, I'll I'll, I'll say what my predictions for the other series. I think that San Luis is going to beat Monterrey, Tigres will beat Puebla, and Pumas will beat Chivas. After after all the series is done, I think those are the four that are. Done. All right, that would be an interesting then semifinal for us. Who would it be? San Luis, right? It would be San Luis if it goes all goes to plan. Damn, that would be an interesting one. It would really be. I could definitely same. Same. I mean, we'll see what happens. The one is us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, Compa Lion saying, uh, I'm pumped, bro. Can't wait Wednesday. Vamos. Vamos indeed. But all right, then. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk all things Club America. We'll be back next week in hopes of just celebrating and talking even more so to a closer 14. So, um you guys have a wonderful night take care it's cold out there make sure you wear a sweater um and yeah pretty much it all right until next time you guys take care and as always arriba america good night ladies and gentlemen this was another production of the eagle eye podcast the number one source for all things club america in english Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.